1: There is a belief that there is such a person as homo economicus, that is, the human who responds perfectly to economic conditions, incentives and the like. But actually, if you read the work of people like Oliver Williamson, who received the Nobel Prize on transaction economics, you'll realise that that's indeed not the case. And indeed, a lot of the behavioural economists have told us much the same. Those of you who are interested in complexity theory will also realise that in most of healthcare we're working in the complex zone where there's a great deal of uncertainty and not always agreement. And therefore the use of economic incentives is highly unlikely to give you perfect results. This week's paper of the week looks at a really important uh, piece of work that's going on and this is the Advanced Quality Contract. Uh, It's been rolled out by Blue Cross Blue Shield in Massachusetts and the paper is a special uh, report in the New England Journal of Medicine by Song et al., Healthcare Spending, Utilization and Quality Eight Years into Global Payment. There are many places that are looking at some kind of global or capitated payment as a way to improve value in healthcare, And this paper would seem to show that uh, it actually this is a promising approach. The authors found that after eight years uh, uh, of the AQC, an alternative quality contract, contract, that actually the population-based payment model actually showed a slower growth in medical spending. And it uh, also showed that quality uh, in markers uh, improved quicker in those patients enrolled in the AQC than in uh, comparator groups. And furthermore, uh, they showed that the overall benefits in terms of uh, re- reduced increase in spending were less than the reward payments Now, we've known for a long time that perverse incentives through poor payment systems like payment by results in England or fee-for-service, which is commonly used in the United States, definitely reward behaviours that can lead to low value. But it's not always been clear that good payment systems lead to higher value. And indeed, this paper, when you look deeper into it, would seem to show that is indeed the case. Because compared with populations in the region, although there was a slower uh, annual rise in spending of about 11.7%, actually the actual difference in spending was only around 3% between the study group and the comparator group. Also, uh, whilst there were improvements in quality, those improvements in quality weren't uh, seen only in the study group, they were seen in both groups. It's just that the rise in quality was slightly greater. On the positive side, we did see a fall in resource use, including things like laboratory testing, although it was seen in both groups, just to a greater degree in the study group. So what can we take from this overall? Well, payment systems definitely need to change. Those that reward and encourage Uh, the wrong behaviours will certainly lead to low value. But what this paper shows is that even in health systems dominated by things like fee-for-service, the introduction of a new payment system doesn't lead to massively dramatic results. It does improve matters, but not maybe as much as you might think. Healthcare costs will still go up. Quality might improve a bit quicker. But it's not the thing that drives quality and it certainly doesn't put a halt to healthcare spending increases. So, what we need in addition to things like payment reform are a change in culture, a culture where there is a mutual feeling of stewardship of looking after the resources and using them most wisely for populations. And we also need to have networks working across different organizations who are charged with using resources most wisely culture and networks this is what will make the big impact alongside payment mechanisms
0: if you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org